Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecues Movies. Today is September 16th, 2021. It is currently 12.58 a.m. on a Thursday morning. You know, I got a lot of things I want to talk about right now. (laughs) I just want to tell you that Hawaii is one step closer to becoming a communist state. Isn't that nice, right? All right, I'm going to turn this down. So what happened? Well, you know, uh, on September 13th, our governor, not our governor, our mayor, I'm sorry about that. Well, both our mayor and our governor are stupid, but why don't we just focus on our mayor? So our mayor, whose name is uh, Rick Blangerini or something like that, uh, who claimed to be a pro-business, um, kind of a conservative uh, to get the conservative vote, by the way. And uh, he instituted a vaccine mandate, a vaccine passport mandate. Uh, if you wanted to eat um, at a restaurant, go to a concert, go to a bowling alley, uh, basically, if you just wanted to have fun. Now, if you wanted to go to the grocery store, it's okay. And if you wanted to eat at a restaurant, it would be okay as long as you don't spend 15 minutes or more at that one area, but even though that's the rule, a lot of you know restaurants are just saying, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> you have to have a vax card, you know, no matter what." So you could either be vaccinated and enter into the restaurant, or you have to show proof of a negative COVID test two days prior to entering that restaurant or entertainment area or movie theater or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, so what happened was for my stuff is that on September 14th, I had a, a business meeting and, and, and let's just say I had a business meeting with a movie producer, um, a smaller case M with, when it comes to movie producer, but nevertheless, a movie producer, a guy who was like planning to produce a few movies and we were going to talk about a, about a few of his projects. So we went over to a, a Zippy's, which is a local franchise here in Hawaii. I'm not sure if it's a franchise, but why don't we just call it a franchise just for saying that, right? Just for the sake of conversation, we'll call it a franchise, even though I may just be a little bit inaccurate, all right? And um, so we go there, and we have to show our Vax cards. Now, both of us are have our vaccine cards, so we show our vaccine cards, and then we have to take a picture of ourselves and then on top of that we have to show our we have to get our temperature checked and then we have to show our actual uh, physical id uh, driver's license and then the lady there, there who's the hostess uh checks our vax card to make sure it's real and uh i showed my vaccine card through a photo that i take that i took and there's no way to actually you know prove that it's real or not i'll be quite honest with you uh not especially from a photo and then She took down my driver's license number. I don't know why she did that. I have absolutely no idea. Is my driver's license number, is it connected to my vaccine card? You you got me, right? I have a feeling it is because when I got vaccinated, they, they they asked for my ID, my driver's license. I gave it to them and they did write it down there. And I think they just want to cross reference this in the future. So people who are using fake, um, I guess, vax cards, uh, I think they can retroactively prosecute them. I really think that's what's going on. And then on top of that, the hostess took the, the time that I checked in and the time that I was going about to leave. And then on top of that, she took down the address of where I live. All of this 
to eat a chili hot dog and rice at this restaurant. I don't think it's worth it. And that movie producer guy, he didn't think it was worth it after. So we went in. You know, we had a good conversation. You know, we may work together in the future. Who the hell knows? Seems like a very nice guy. Uh, Seems very, very promising. But who knows? It's always business, right? But what bothered me more than anything else was just, you know, I really felt as though my privacy, my medical privacy was being invaded. On top of that, I was telling the government when and where I was eating. They had my picture of myself at this place. And I had to get my temperature checked, everything. It's just... Really? I mean, all for a chili frank. I'm not going to go to a restaurant anymore. I'm serious. This is, this is like, I'm not sure if it falls under the category of communist because I don't think communists did this. This is just strange. This is really strange. I mean, I really feel that all my rights have been taken away. And again, I'm vaccinated. All right? And I have a huge problem with this. Why are we segregating the vaccinated from those who are unvaccinated? Now, I know the end game. The end game is to motivate people to get vaccinated so they could enjoy the better things in life, right? Like Chili Franks at Zippy's or bowling, right? But, you know, I, I agree with the end game that vaccination, you know, would definitely help you know, stop hospitalization. I mean, we're still going to have breakthrough cases, but the majority of people who are in the hospitals, they are unvaccinated. Okay, that's the truth about it. And when you take a look at the stats, you know, zero of the vaccinated are are in the ICU, zero are on ventilators of the vaccinated. You have a few breakthrough cases in there, but the majority of the people in there who are filling the ICUs and who are on ventilators they are the unvaccinated. Okay, that's the, that's the truth about it, right? And these vaccines, you know, they, they don't seem to be preventing infection like a regular vaccine. And we all, we knew that from the beginning. That was in, actually in their study, in the Pfizer study. But it does prevent major, major infection. And that's the good thing, all right? Now, again, like I'm going to just back up here because you know, a lot of you don't listen, listen to all my podcasts, right? But COVID is a respiratory disease. It's a respiratory virus. It comes in through your nose and it comes in through your lungs. Now, the antibodies that you get are, are in your blood, all right? So there's no way, no way in hell that your antibodies are going to be in your nasal passages or in your airways in your lungs. Absolutely none. Unless you are bleeding somehow blood into your lungs or your nasal passages, and then you have a larger problem, right? Because you shouldn't be bleeding from your nose or your lungs for no good reason, correct? So if all the antibodies are within your blood, which they are, how is it going to stop an infection? That's just common sense. I told you all of this before. Nobody wanted to listen. I had doctors chastise me and say, no, Steve, the antibodies are everywhere. No, it's not. No, it's not. I always said this. And lo and behold, I was again right. All right? So, how are, this is why you can have breakthrough cases. This is why that when you hang around people who are infected, well, you know, you can still have COVID. But you're not going to get it. It's not going to spread all throughout your organs. The odds are. 
So the vaccines actually work. And just because you're getting infected, it doesn't actually mean you need a booster shot. I don't believe when Pfizer says, oh, we need a booster shot, okay? And I don't believe that we need a booster shot. If there was going to be a booster shot out there, these mRNA vaccines, you can reprogram them now to fight the Delta or any other variant that is coming upon, like coming upon us. And I, I would say, hey, wait a little while. And so until a new variant comes in and we could have a booster shot that maybe you can tweak your mRNA uh, vaccine so it would fight the new variant, correct? And then I would say, maybe I would be willing to get that booster shot. But why would I want to get a booster shot that attacks the old variant, which is archaic and doesn't even exist right now? Correct? You know, you know there, there's lies on both sides. There's agendas on both sides, right? You know, Pfizer has an agenda of making a lot of money. They're seeing it out there. They know for a fact... I know for a fact, I'm only a, you know, a low-level wedding planner, okay? And I, with my studying, I know for a fact that mRNAs, you know, they can, they can be kind of re reprogrammed right away and they don't require like other, like other vaccines where you have to grow antigen spikes in a vat, which takes months at a time. These mRNA vaccines treat your own body like a vat and you grow the antigens the antigen spikes within your cytoplasms, and then that's how you create your antibodies, which is a very efficient way to, to distribute a vaccine. I think it's the future. This is the first time. We are the guinea pigs. This is just the truth. And for some, it doesn't work really, really well. And for some, for the majority of us, it does. You know, those who, and there are people who are going to die from it. There's people who die from peanuts, okay? There's literally people who die from peanuts or eating too much sugar. So there's going to be people who die from taking this vaccine. Let's just face that, right? And that will be after, that will be a risk that each of us individually should consider. Is it worth the risk or not? And we should not chastise those or alienate those or segregate those who decide, well, they would rather take the risk with a virus that's been mutated to kill you, right? That's what it was. That This virus was mutated by the Chinese in the Wuhan laboratory to kill you. And they would rather take a risk with that, with that virus than a vaccine that was you know, modified to save you. Okay? That's what it is. And if they choose that, that's fine. For me, I would rather side with the United States, even if that company wants to make a profit. That's all. That's it. All right. Anyway, I just felt, you know, that this whole vaccine, you know, type of vax card type of thing, it <laughs> it's freaky, dude. It is freaky because, you know, when you go out there to, to eat at the restaurant, you know, it, it, it's just weird. I don't like it at all. I don't plan to, you know, I don't plan to dine out if I have to. Um, I don't really plan to go to the movies unless I really want to. You know, um, before I would just say, hey, I don't really care. But now this, all this, you know, COVID stuff with the vaccine stuff, it, it, it just turns me off like immensely. So people, 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 where have we gone? I mean, why are so many of you out there, right? And I know a lot of you out there agree and disagree with me. Yeah, on, on the right and on the left, because you can listen to me and say, well, Steve, I agree, I agree, I agree. Oh, you're going there. I disagree. But why are so many of us just rolling over and letting the government say it's okay? 
We have to stand up to this type of tyranny. And this is tyranny. You know, if they can do this for what they call an existential threat, because again, this virus, it's not really an existential threat. It's only an existential threat to those who have comorbidities, those who are elderly, right? They always try, the media always tries to cherry pick the few people who slip through the cracks and say, that young person died, that young person died, or that healthy person died, but it's not the majority, all right? They, and you may have a young, healthy person who died of COVID, yes, but is it the majority? Absolutely not. Because there's a lot of young, healthy people, more of them, who die from selfies, right? Doing stupid stuff like hanging off buildings or taking pictures of them on cliffs than who die of COVID. You know, there are more people who die from Instagram. Young kids who die from doing dumb stuff on Instagram, dumb stuff on YouTube, like eating soap. Remember that thing? There's more kids who die from eating freaking Tide soap than COVID, and all of a sudden you say, oh, you want your kids to get vaccinated? <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. But again, there are more sheeple out there, or at least, why don't we just say 50% or 60% sheeple out there willing to roll over and let the government, you know, just feed you lie after lie after lie. And it's so bad right now that you know, there's a really big portion of Americans and maybe people throughout the world who have no idea how many genders there are in this world. You know, if you talk to a people, if you talk to people on the left and you ask them, well, how many genders are there? You'll get, you know, a hundred different answers. You'll never get two. If you ask someone on, on the right, well, how many genders are there? And you'll say, they'll say, well, male and female too. You ask someone on the left, Oh, well, there's a 50, 100, I don't know, you know. On Facebook, I identify as my gender as a DeLorean motor car that can travel in back in time. <laughs> How can that be a freaking gender? That's how stupid it is. And it's okay. It's really okay. Are we, have we gone stupid? You know, one of my, um, I, I had a conversation with my, classmate, a really good friend of mine, uh, just uh, uh, maybe, maybe a few hours ago. And um, she was telling me, she said, Steve, you know, you've always been really smart. You know, you just always sell yourself short. Now, I do have a big ego. I do think I'm really smart. But I, I don't think I'm a genius of any type. And there's a lot of people out there. I'll, I'll get emails. I mean, some people have told me, you know, Steve, you're a genius and all this type of stuff. And for some things, I say, okay, yeah, I'm pretty good. But I always find people who are much better, right? I'm never the best. I'm pretty good at some things. But it's not that I'm a genius. It's actually, I've pretty much held my, I held my own at being really good at being average. The world just got stupider. I mean, I've always believed there's been two genders. Now, everyone thinks there, not everyone, but, the, you know, 50% think that there's about more than two. And that may be, and because I think there's two, that makes me in the eyes of others pretty smart or pretty offensive, right? I mean, if I don't, I'm a white supremacist Trump supporter. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm full Chinese out there, even though my last name is Young. 
I've been accused how many times of being Chinese, not Chinese, but actually white. Because I don't sound like a Chinese. They don't tell me. They'll write me emails and tell me, you don't sound like a Chinese. And apparently that's a little racist, right? Because how is a Chinese supposed to sound? A Chinese American. I'm supposed to sound like what you think it is? (laughs) People, where have we gone? Where have we gone? You know, there's a lot more to get into. Uh, tune in, keep tuning in. I got to cut the commercial, but I have a lot more to say. A lot more. I want to talk about this General Milley guy. This guy pisses me off. I think we should hang him. I really, really do. Of course, I'm, am I saying that lightly? No, we did that to people who committed treason. Do you think, you know, I mean, he should at least go to jail. Don't you think? All right. So I'm going to get into that. When I get back from these messages. Hey, what's going on everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com so that's dream weddings with a s hawaii spelled out dot com hey everyone hope you're back from that commercial break you know me i am i gotta be right it's my podcast i can't go anywhere that would be horrible if i left the audience hanging (laughs) right well this song it's called rebel Man, do I feel like a rebel? Do you feel like a rebel? I mean, we're rebels because we just think normally. I mean, you know, again, I was talking to back to my old classmate. You know, I graduated in 95. I'm from the class of 95. Not too old. I'm 44 years old. And uh, just turned 44 this year. Man, where is time gone, right? But I remember back in the day. Back in the day when I played sports, and I played football, and, a la- and I play offense, right? And I line up across the line of scrimmage from the defense. And uh, we play guys, you know, or even our own teammates and everything like that, you know. And they're shouting every single obscenity toward me, calling me every single different type of name. And we're just in high school, right? And I'm, and I'm actually talking, talking uh, it back to them. And then we're insulting each other, calling every single racial epitaph there is out there. And um, the referees aren't calling whistles. This is high school. And they're getting upset. I'm getting upset. Sometimes there's blows being traded and everything like that. But at the end of the game, what do you do? You line up and you say, put, you put your hand up and you say, good game, good game, good game. You give them a high five and you say, hey, let's go hang out. And you hang out. And maybe you make good friends. You know, that's the way it was before. And now you can't even say anything. You can't even insult anyone. You, I mean, where has this gone? Right? We're, you know, trash talking was just trash talking. And when Donald Trump goes out there and he tra- he's from the old school, right? And he's a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker who is in the real estate business in New York. And you expect him to have a clean mouth, <laughs> Right? 
He has a potty mouth like everyone else. Like all those people do. Like, you know, everyone from Joe Biden to Obama to everyone, they all have potty mouths. And he and he's no saint. And he goes out there and he trash talks all of his opponents and he mean tweets everyone. And lo, lo and behold, you know, they think he's, he's going to start World War III with North Korea because he's calling, you know, Kim Jong-il uh, Rocket Man because it's just trash talking. And lo and behold, what happens? They end up becoming buddies. No road war. You know, and we almost had peace with North Korea. And the media can't understand that. Why can't they understand? They don't understand that crap because most of the people who work in the media never played sports, never was in a contact sport, never had these real conversations between men where it's dirty, it's ugly. You call them every single name out there. Hey, you watch an NBA game live, not with the one on TV, the one live on the court, and they are trash-talking. You even go to the basketball court, and they're trash-talking you. You know what's happening at the free-throw line, what's happening, everything? They're trash-talking you back and forth. And that's what makes the game a little more fun because you get into the person's head. But all the guys know that it's all trash-talk. And now, you know, we have people who just have literally Trump derangement syndrome. And they've taken, uh, I guess, they're actually worse than the trash-talkers out there. And... um They've taken their actions to new heights of stupidity out there. I can't believe it. We have families segregating each other based upon their vaccination status. I know of people whose parents have said, don't come over unless you and your kids are vaccinated. Really? So they got to show their vax card, their vax proof. That's your flesh and blood. And they're vaccinated. I mean, let's take a look at the common sense here, right? If you're vaccinated, you're safe. Now, for myself, I don't freaking care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You know, this past week, this guy comes in to fix our refrigerator, and he's wearing a mask. And uh, he overhears uh, myself, Pitmaster Keith was over, and uh, he overhears us, uh, you know, talking about, you know, vaccinations and everything like that. And uh, he doesn't have his mask on. He he took his mask off because he had to work because it's hard to breathe. And uh, we didn't tell him to take his mask off. He took it off. And then he, tur- he turned toward us and he put his mask back on. And we said, dude, it's fine. Take your mask off. And he goes, oh, but I'm not vaccinated. We're like, dude, we don't care. We're vaccinated. And he goes, oh, that's why I put it on. Because those people who are vaccinated are scared of me when I take my, vac- my, when I take my what do you call, my, my, my mask off. And we find out later that, he, well, he was infected with COVID before. He recovered. So he's safe. He has better antibodies than us. So why are we you know, even having this conversation? It's because he's encountered so many clients that are so scared that he's unvaccinated. They ask for his vaccination status and he has to put on his mask and then they social distance themselves when he comes into their house. <laughs> this is the insanity of, you know, tr- also it's a combination of Trump derangement syndrome and also COVID paranoia and the lies bring, being brought forth to you by Dr. Fauci and the Biden administration. Because they can't, they keep lying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you know what? They cried wolf so many times that their supporters have just decided that COVID is basically a death sentence. And you know what? If you don't take a shower with your mask on 
or drive a car alone and wear a mask on or go biking with a mask on, you're not being safe. <laughs> you know, my neighbors, I saw my neighbors playing out with their kids out on the front lawn. Guess what? They all had masks on. Really? They're running around with freaking masks on. They're, they are all in the same household. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't have to worry about them listening to this podcast. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, that means I'm really popular, right? And if they are listening to this podcast, then they should know how stupid they are because that is freaking insane. You know some of the other things that I saw that was freaking insane? I was driving home maybe about two weeks ago and I saw these parents. They had their kids in the truck bed of their, their, of their Toyota Tacoma sitting in the back seat. I mean, he's not sitting in the back seat, sitting in the back truck bed, right? They had makeshift seats, maybe. It looked like makeshift seats that they had, that they had put down there, maybe screwed into the, back, the truck bed. But still, if that truck would flip over, which Toyota Tacomas can do, because they have a kind of a narrow wheelbase, those kids would be dead. It was raining, all right? So on top of that, it's pretty bad. Now, <laughs> would you ever put your kids in the back of a Toyota, Toyota Tacoma driving down the freeway with the rain? Absolutely not. But it was safe because they had their mask on. Yes, they had their mask on. So that's what really matters. I guess COVID can spread when you're driving 60 miles per hour down the freeway. Well, they're actually driving a lot faster than that too. <laughs> Stupidity, right people? Stupidity. So I pull up on the side of this truck and guess what? It's a four-door Toyota Tacoma, right? The back seats of this Toyota Tacoma, yeah, you got it. They're empty. Great parenting, right? This is like really, really good parenting. Oh, by the way, the parents were sitting next to each other in their front seats, both wearing masks. <laughs> you can't make this crap up, people. This is just stupidity of a whole new level. So what do we have now? Let's get even more stupid, right? So let, let's go even past this, right? We have, you know, things couldn't get worse with Joe Biden and this whole Afghanistan crap. We know the whole Afghanistan thing is a, it's a screw-up from the very beginning. Now, here's what you may not know. So we all know that Joe Biden <laughs> left the Americans hanging over there in Afghanistan, withdrew from Afghanistan in the most dumbest way possible. Like, you can't even withdraw through a, a you know, if you withdrew that way in a video game, you would lose, okay? That's not called strategy, and no person who designs a video game would ever consider that strategy. Let's not fool each other. You never leave, you know, your, your soldiers, your equipment behind. You never do that. You never leave $85 billion, or was it $90 billion worth of equipment to a terrorist organization, right? You don't, you don't do that. So anyway, you know, Joe Biden left all that all that stuff. He got 13 Marines killed and 200 Afghans killed. And he said, when he said at that press conference, we're going to go after those guys. We're going to go after them, right? So what happens? He goes after them the next day. He get he actually gets a drone and he drones the son of a bitch who they know was responsible for it. <laughs> then he comes out and gives a press conference and says, we got him. We got the son of a bitch, right? Well, that son of a bitch wasn't a son of a bitch, it turns out to be. Who was it? Oh, it was a friendly Afghan um, who was doing a U.S. 
uh, I guess a U.S. aid worker, in fact, who was dropping off water. So there was water inside of there. And it just ha- so happens to be that truck was filled with also children. <laughs> I don't get it, people. And that story is tucked behind fifth page, maybe fifth chapter, right? All the way in the back of the newspaper. Maybe in fine print where you can't really see it. You have to really search for it. You know, all of the, all of the questions that Basaki is asked about it, she just diverts, you know, her, you know, you know, just basically brushes it off. She says she'll circle back to it and never circles back to it. And what's worse is that people who support Joe Biden still support him. They still support him. They say, oh, Joe, Joe Biden did a great job. It's almost like when Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom does it doing a horrible job governing California and he only ran on the stance that he's against Trump and Larry Elder is for Trump. And am I supposed to believe that he won that recall election 70-30? Really? Even the Democrats thought he was in danger, but 70-30? And there are multiple reports, and this is not a conspiracy theory, there are multiple reports of people showing up to voting booths and, and actually getting turned away because they have been told that they were already voted. Now, they were given a provisional ballot to vote after, but how do they know that, that their vote got tallied? Can we have a forensic audit, please? Can we have a forensic audit of these Dominion machines that said they had already voted, and wouldn't they be entitled to know who they voted for? Right? They can have their ID right there. They can prove that they didn't vote yet. And if they want to change their vote, they should be able to change their vote, right? But no. You know, I have a friend who, um, who votes over there in California. And he told me he went there to vote for the recall. They didn't even ask his ID. When he voted for Trump, they did not even ask for the ID. Something is going on, people. Something is going on. And don't forget... You know, I did tell you a story now, so for those of you who didn't listen to my podcast from before, during the Trump re-election um, times in the 2016 election, I'm sorry, 2020 election, Trump, I, I had uh, my grandmother's uh, caretaker's um, nieces who live in California wanted to vote for Trump. They showed up to vote and they were told that they already voted. Now, usually you don't hear about this, you know, when you... You, you don't really hear about voter fraud stories. You really don't. Like, that close. It was kind of like, you know, hearing about voter fraud was kind of like hearing about COVID, like someone knowing someone who got infected with COVID. But now, we kind of all know people who got infected with COVID because COVID is that contagious. And now, we're, it's getting to a point where all of us know someone who's experienced some form of voter fraud. But we're then, we're, we're now we're getting told that, no, it doesn't exist. But there are so many people out there who know someone who knows someone who experienced voter fraud. And when I tell you what, when these mail-in ballots came out, my, up, my, my neighbor up the street, um, his, his, uh, his son moved out of the house a long time ago, right? And uh, he, got, he got a mail-in ballot for him. His son lives in New York City. So technically, he could have voted for his son. And his son could have voted again. So this his son would get two votes. There is no way to audit that at all. 
Okay, and if you think this is bad, if you think this is bad, right? We're, we're talking what this is. This is this is the Biden's administration going haywire, and now we'll just go toward the left. Now we all know that guy, General Milley. Now this guy, this guy should go to jail. At, at the very least, he should go to jail. At the very worst, he should be executed because what he could, he actually conspired to do was actually treason. Not really conspired to do, conspired to do. He actually did it. So according to a book put up by Bob Woodward and Bob Costa, um, and you know those names should should sound very familiar because Bob Costa he's on the news all the time. Bob Woodward he's he's a very famous reporter, um, and he also wrote anti-Trump stuff. Right now. Apparently, in their book, they said that General Milley contacted General Li Zongqing of the People's Liberation Army on October 30th to assure him that the U.S. military is not going to attack or, con- or conduct any kinetic operations against you. That's what he said. He then said that I'm going to call you ahead of time and it's not going to be a surprise attack and that... And he was referencing that if Donald Trump ordered such an attack. So get this. Donald Trump is still president until he's out of office. Even if he lost that election. Okay? And here we go with General Milley. You know, acting the role of a president. Reaching out, you know, to the Chinese. To the Chinese who created the Wuhan virus. And telling us that, if America attacks, I'm going to tell you in advance. He's siding with a possible enemy. Now, there was no plans to attack the Chinese at all, but he's out there telling the Chinese that? That's treasonous. No one elected General Milley to be the president of the United States. He was not approved to do that. His boss told him, his boss, this is the first time his boss ever heard of that. What is General Milley doing? I mean, think about it. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. You should not do this. This is deep state. This is the definition of deep state, right? And if General Milley can get away with this and he's not punished, well, how can we expect anyone else to be punished? The man... The security guard, or what do we call him? Uh, the police officer. I'm sorry, the police officer who shot um, uh, Ashley Babbitt on January 6th because she was part of the riot that was heading into there, and what she was doing was wrong. She was climbing in there, you know, uh, you know, dressed like a superhero because she had a Trump cape on, and she was shot in the neck because this police officer classified her as a threat. Now, let me get this straight here. A woman, a woman is attacking a very strong, this guy's a black man, all right? A black man, he looks, you know, big. And he's scared of a woman. He's scared of a woman wearing a Trump cape. So he has to shoot her in the neck. And he's actually exonerated. Because apparently they said that there was a real threat against him. Let me see, what? What type of threat is that? What threat would this woman pose to him? She, there was no, she did not have any gun. You know, he did not tell her to stop. Even though he says he told her to stop, there is video of him right there, at least of his arm, and nothing can be heard. 
Nothing can be heard. And he is not in dire. There's no gun being pointed at him. There's no gunshots being fired. In fact, there's cops on the other side of that door. And he shoots at that door to, to Ashley Babbitt. And what does that do? Absolutely nothing. It kills her. And he actually says he saved his actions saved a lot of lives. Really. <laughs> There's people who still got into the chambers there, the house chambers there. Oh, and by, by the way, what did they do? There was no gas mask. There's no nothing. They prayed. Oh my God, they prayed. They didn't set anything on fire. Nothing like that whatsoever. And what did the, what did the politicians do? They claim that one of the police officers there died from being hit by one of the Capitol rioters and they put his body on display in the rotunda so politicians could go there and pay their respects, have weeping tears and everything like that and not release how he died until later on and we find out he died from natural causes and he was not attacked. All fake news. They used him, his, his death, as a political tool. To forward the narrative that what happened on January 6th was an insurrection. That is, not a, that is not an insurrection, people. You don't show up at an insurrection without guns. What happened in Afghanistan, that, the Taliban, that was an insurrection. And funny, they're not calling it an insurrection. And that was a very effective insurrection because, you know what? The Taliban took over that capital, right? The, the capital of Kabul. They took over that. They took over the airport and they got all of our, they got, they killed troops and they also got $85 billion worth of equipment. And Biden's administration does not call that, uh, that Biden's administration did not call that an insurrection. They call it that part of the plan. And that was very effective. People, let's not be stupid here. Right? Let's really not be stupid. All right. <laughs> my, my blood is still boiling, if you can kind of like hear it. I still have one more thing I want to get off my chest. So there was a Met Gala thing that went on this past weekend. Uh, I think it was on Monday night. Monday night? Yeah, it had to be Monday night or something like that. I don't really care. I don't really freaking care. All right. So yeah, you have all your quote-unquote elitists. And I put elitists in quotes because all they have over us is money. That's it. And they got money because, you know what? They are at the receiving end of volume purchases. Why don't we just say that? And also stupidity. So the Met Gala, you have a lot of people who are rich and they dress up, dress up poorly you know, they dress up so bad that it looks as though myself who wears t-shirt and jeans out there has some, has more fashion sense than them. I mean, freaking Whoopi Goldberg looked like a different version of Grimace. I mean, <laughs> did you see what she was wearing? It was, she looked like a big grape, a big talking grape. And that's not racist, all right? I'm not saying that. She really looked like a grape. And uh, I mean, I swear if you throw her off the Empire State Building, that dress, I, I swear she's going to fly. I mean, it's a, what is it made out of? Parachute material? But anyway, <laughs> you have Alexandria Occasional Cortex, AOC, show up to this Met Gala, and she's wearing this white dress, and in the back of it, it says, tax the rich, which is kind of ironic, because 
It's $80,000 per ticket to go there. And she goes there. Apparently, she was given tickets to go there. And she goes there to, say, tax the rich. And the stupid liberals over there who are really rich are saying, yeah, yeah, they're giving all the thumbs up because they're so stupid, right? Oh, let's just get part of this movement. We all know when you, when you can do your taxes right, you can get out of every single loophole out there. You know, they, they have every single loopholes. They have corporations, everything. They have all these different ways to have money and all that. They're not paying much in taxes. Who's paying, it, who's paying those taxes? Oh, if you're on payroll, you're going to pay those taxes. But anyway, she shows up with that tax the rich logo thing, which is completely stupid because AOC is rich now. She is a one percenter. Now, get this. Where did she get that font tax the rich? Well, apparently, she stole it from a person who is middle class. Her name is the called on, tw- on Twitter, no, not Twitter, on Instagram, the Velvet Bandit. And um, yeah, that font, she created that font because, you know, she's a lefty, she's a liberal. She created these stickers and these shirts that say Tax the Rich, and the Tax the Rich logo is hers. And AOC stole that and put it on the dress. And she didn't license it out. She stole from the middle class. She could have paid that woman $100,000 for that, to use that, uh, what do you call that, that, uh, that logo, because it's a very nice logo, to be honest. It's a, very, it's a very nice font, right? But no, she doesn't. She borrowed it. No, she didn't borrow it. She stole it. Now, I tell you what, when, if I do that kind of crap on my website, I get a letter probably, you know, from there, from someone saying, hey, you know what? You're using my font. I buy all my stuff. You know, when I go to thefont.com and I say, hey, I, I want to use this font on this thing because I think it's cool. You know, I buy it. It's like 20 bucks. It's not too much. That's all she had to do. That's all she had to do, but apparently they didn't. This is AOC, someone who's, who's for the middle class, who's for the middle class, screwing things up for the middle class, stealing things from the middle class, and pretending she's smart. She's not. Not at all. People, wake up. We have to stand up. Pretty soon we have to unite with each other. You know, I'm not one for protesting. My friends are. And I think that, you know, protesting against these leaders, they really don't do much. But we have to get behind people who are going to run for office. That's where most of the change will happen. We have to get behind the conservatives. We have to vote Republicans in. If we want change, we gotta get the, we gotta get people like Donald Trump. We gotta get people like him who are strong, who won't kowtow. We can't get, you know, Mitch McConnell Republicans. We can't get, you know, these weak Republicans in office who will just bend when a little, you know, pressure is applied to them. You know, I don't know, people. I don't know, but I am getting sick and tired of it. Sick and tired. All right, I've been talking for too long now. I got to go back and do some work. I got a lot of photos to edit. Thank you for listening. Again, if you made it to this far, it means I'm pretty good. So maybe you can subscribe to my podcast. You'll find it on Spotify, you know, Anchor. I like to use Spotify, right? But just look for Barbecue to Movies. That's BBQ to Movies. And hopefully, you'll be hearing from me soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, 
please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.